Blog Talk Radio. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio. Uh, hi, yes, you are listening to Winchester Radio this evening. Uh, it's evening for us. Um, wherever you are, thank you for listening. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking about Angel Heart, episode 1020 of this season, written by Robbie Thompson and directed by Steve Boyum who's directed several other episodes of Supernatural and does a very good job. Uh, we do not have uh, any special guests this evening, so a little bit later, uh, after uh, Becky Vinny and I have a chance to discuss this episode a little bit, we will open up for callers, um, and we will let you know and announce the phone number. Um, this was... This was... <laughs> Oh boy, where I where do I begin? This was an episode, another step in Cass and his relationships, such as it is with Claire, who is the daughter of his uh, vessel, Jimmy Novak. Um, actually, one of the things I liked about this episode uh, was the fact that we got to see uh, Jimmy in heaven. And he eventually was joined by Amelia, and apparently they get to share their heaven, which I don't know if Cass or any entity could have um, any say in that besides God. But I'm actually uh, glad, I would say, after what Cass did to Jimmy, put him through, even though at the very beginning Jimmy did, did accept it. Um, I was glad to see them be able to be together after being apart and having been through so much. So that was that was one thing I liked about this episode. Um, I have to be honest, I'm not a big fan of Claire. Uh, the character, she she just alternates from being kind of boring for me to sort of annoying for me. Um, this episode was actually, there was a couple of moments where she wasn't so bad, but mostly I'm like, ah, whatever. Um, boy, Claire, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't even know where to go from there. Um, I have a few things I like, um, some things that bothered me. I thought this episode in a couple of places, again, had that thing I, I often complain, I often complain about. Um, which the last three episodes did not have, where other characters and situations to look better or to be explained or characters to look good or try and get you to like them. It makes Sam and Dean do dumb things or out-of-character things. And there was some... They went back to having a few instances of that in this episode, which hmm, I was not happy with. Um... I thought the end with Claire being the, the 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 person who succeeded in the entire fight and and killing killing the Gregory, which I thought really even even Sam and Dean at regular power would would be more than her, and we have Dean with the mark of Cain, um, so I found that a moment where okay. That, that should not have happened. I mean, I understand her wanting to be part of the fight and trying, but no. 
Anyway. I thought the I... mini golf thing was fun. I, you know, if I if I if I talk for two more minutes, I'm going to have run through my whole notes. So, what do you guys think? <laughs> I, I I liked it. It wasn't one of the best. It wasn't one of the worst. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people mm-hmm. really really didn't like it. Um, Claire, yeah, I'm kind of over her. I really wish they did more with her. The the idea of Claire and what they could do with that character. There's so many interesting ways they could have gone with her. Um, the actress is great. Nothing bad about the actress. It's just the way they've decided to go with the Claire character. I thought they were going more for the, you know, ABC Family type show with her instead of a supernatural show with her. And that's the oh, like an after school because, special. Like yeah, school yes. special. Uh, yes, like yeah, a, you know, a, yeah, that's a yeah. good, uh, good comparison. I like that. Um, you know, I'm the one on the, you know. I talked on the podcast when I was so excited when they were bringing her on this year. I was really excited how they were going. And, yeah, disappointed with it. They actually, she did great with what, they, what she was given. It's just the way they decided to write her. I, you know, not, not too thrilled about. Um, but the episode overall, I had no problems with it. Uh, it. It was, you know, kind of boring in spots. It was, like I said, wasn't one of the best, wasn't one of the worst. It was okay. Um, I, mm-hmm. uh uh, there were things, some things that I liked, some things that I didn't. One thing that I thought was just Castiel telling um, Sam that Dean is losing it or whatever because he smashed that guy's face into the table at the bar. Uh, Dean's done that 50 million times. Agreed. Mm. That was absolutely that, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. No, no, Castiel. You've seen him do way worse than that with, you know, no. And so that part I thought was just stupid. I have that um, in my notes as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I thought, really? <laughs> you think that's losing it? <laughs> no. The one part I, I thought was funny about that was the actor that Dean was smashing his face into the table is the same actor who played basically Dean's best friend and neighbor in season six of season opener Exile on Main Street when Dean was living with Lisa. That actor played his neighbor, Sid. And Dean and him, you know, would go out to bars and drink together and stuff in that episode. And here <laughs> in this episode, he's a different character and Dean's smashing his head into the table. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I didn't think it was as bad as some people said it wasn't as good as some people said i just thought it was mediocre yeah i don't uh, yeah i just thought i was just um um on my rewatch it was very hard to keep my attention um i also think the last three episodes really really set bar for um this back half of the season even not even quite back half but back third of the season so high um, that it'd be tough, tough to keep going at that level. But um, yeah, this it, was, it did not keep my attention. Um, there was a few things, other few other things I liked. Um, I really, <laughs> I got a kick. I out love of players' nail polish. Players' nail polish. Yeah, I love for nail polish. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. We're reaching nail polish, and I love Sam's plaid shirt. <laughs> so, oh, like, yeah. I, I, 
I love I love her nail polish. I also liked when they were in the hospital, and she didn't want to talk to Dean, which you know valid, and he didn't shouldn't want to talk to her either. But we'll get into my complaints in a little bit. When he went to go lean, that was a good lean. That that was yes. That oh, was speak, oh yeah. Speaking of the hospital, um, Cliff was here. Um, he was doing his road trip across the country right now, and he was here watching the episode with me on Wednesday night and live tweeting. Um, I asked him if the hospital was a set or, you know, a real location. It was a school, wasn't it? It was a school, yeah. And that's why you've got all the bike racks in the front, you know, and Sam and Dean and Castiel are standing in the front. You know, there's all those bike racks and everything. But, yeah, it was a school. filming of that episode. Somebody mentioned that it was a school. Um, I think they mentioned it because they were filming that episode during Vegas Con. Somebody mentioned it was a school. Hmm. Um, another thing I just I just loved when um, Cass and Sam go off to investigate and leave Dean with Claire in the motel room and she asks Dean for a beer and just the way he turns his head and looks at her is like the biggest no and he didn't say a word and I just loved the the turn and the stare like yeah right <laughs> I just loved it it was great great from Jensen great moment it made, it made me laugh every time I saw it. that I did pay attention to it made me laugh every time I, laugh out loud I, <laughs> there's probably if there was one thing if they'd have been able to do it that would have made me actually really really like this episode was if they had been able to get the original actress that played Amelia in the rapture uh Wynn Everett mm-hmm. if if they had been able to get her I think the ending scene where, you know, Jimmy and mm-hmm. Amelia are finally reunited, that would have probably given me chill bumps, you know, it would have been really emotional, mm-hmm. great scene. And, I, you know, but without a different actress, I wasn't really um, as emotional. As yeah, yeah, I wasn't. My, I mother, my mother didn't even notice it was a different actress. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's watched every episode multiple times, but she's what I, she's always my barometer for uh, a casual fan in mm-hmm. that she's not in fandom. She doesn't – she knows who Jared Jensen and Misha are. There's a few other actors she knows by name. Mark, she's loved Mark forever. So for her, Mark doesn't – he doesn't read as Supernatural for her. She's just like Mark Shepard is amazing and Supernatural Sci-fi should be happy to have him. Yeah, and what's funny is she's not super sci-fi-y, but she remembers him just because Mark Shepard's been in everything ever, forever. Um, (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Yeah, she basically thinks that uh, Supernatural PR department should just, like, bow and scrape the floor that they have Mark Shepard, and she doesn't understand why there are not more Mark Shepard interviews, and and I 100% agree with her. Yeah, your mom uh, is not before wrong. I talk about she this not episode, wrong. that is yeah, before I talk yeah. about this episode, yeah. that has actually been my absolute pet peeve in terms of promotion this season. We're nearing the last stretch of the episodes. We've had Mark Shepard be in approximately the half the episodes. He, Ruth and Misha have been in approximately the same amount of, of episodes. So where is the Mark Shepard promotion? Where is the Crowley promotion? It's, you know, you finally, after years of begging the man to sign on, he finally says, okay, I'll be a regular. You can have me. And 
don't know. As 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 um as a near lifelong Mark Shepard fan as well, uh, I'm I feel affronted on his behalf. Oh. I completely so, agree with you. I was, unless, when I was, unless he's sitting there saying, please, uh, no pictures, no interviews, but if it's if it's a promotional choice that's been made, I, I'm i really disappointed, and I think that it would also give, um, I think it would give a bit of a boost if, you know, to have new people come in, because he is so recognizable. When um, I was watch, re-watching this episode, I was thinking, this is the first season Mark Shepard's been a regular, and I feel like we've barely seen him this season. Which I feel like, yeah, and you know, the funny, I feel like we've I, saw him more before. Yeah, and the funny hmm. thing is, is I, I was thinking the same thing, and Clarissa and I were talking about that. And um, Clarissa's my analytical barometer, so she is. When I'm like, well, would they have done this? And she's like, I don't know. Let's let's, which is funny because she's not mathematical at all. But she's like, let's run the numbers. Let's find the pattern. What is the formula? So she's really funny that way. Um, but he's been in more episodes this year than any other year, and yet I feel, and he's had great chunks of dialogue. I just feel like he's not. They're not utilizing him. Which I guess maybe yeah. In discussing this episode is not fair because he's not in it, but that goes to show you how little I have to say about this episode. Um, Maybe because he maybe he was in more episodes but didn't have as much screen time as he did in the other. No, he has. uh, No, he has. Clarissa did the Clarissa did the line counts. (laughs) He's actually he's had more. Yeah, no, she's. I'm actually going to discuss something else that she's discovered that is. 100% 100% accurate. Um, uh, I'm going to start off by saying the most unpopular opinion ever. Ever, 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 ever. I would rewatch Bloodlines before I rewatch this episode again. I rewatched this wow. episode two and a half times, two and a half times for this podcast. Um, if you sat me in a room and told me these are your two torture options, I'd watch Bloodline. Oh, sorry. I don't know if you heard. Sorry, can you hear that? Sorry. Uh, if I don't know what I'm talking about. Crackling. Oh. <laughs> I have a slight Mark Shepard tangent for you. Very, very. Sure. Quick. Go ahead. Um, it'll fill it'll, <laughs> you know, it's, it's making me think you're, you're doing an X-Files watch. Is his episode on your list? Because it's one of the, um, it's the first time I ever saw Mark Shepard ever anywhere. It's not. It, it, I don't. Remember, I don't think Becky put it on my list, but I am past it because it's in season she's, one, she's and been I'm watching, about to start season three. She's been watching mm-hmm. in order, Susan. She's not. Yeah, I didn't watch my list. Yeah, I didn't go by the list. Um, I just oh, decided just to, watching season by season. So yeah, I've seen his episodes. Yes, Fire. I watched Fire, uh, which was mm-hmm. weird because. Uh, my the weird thing is one needed more Mark Shepard in my opinion. I saw him and I thought he was going to be very front and center in that episode, and he was not until the end. Um, mm-hmm. And the weird thing is, is fire doesn't freak me out. Although I am afraid of fire, but not the burning aspect of fire. I'm afraid of fire in the same way that I'm afraid of drowning. It's the inability to be able to breathe. Like you're going to pass out from lack of oxygen way before you burn. And same with drowning. Like you can't breathe. That's my fear is not being able to breathe. That said, 
arson when it comes to like uh like law and order episodes or uh any procedural show arson criminal minds arson is always just like the one crime that doesn't really interest me like the pathology behind arson doesn't interest me Apparently, not even on a supernatural level that X-Files had it where he was, like, creating – sorry, spoiler for if you're, the, if you're the one other person in the world who hasn't watched X-Files other than me. Um, yeah, that was, like – but, yeah, no, I've been a Mark Shepard fan for a very, very, very long time. Mm. Um, he's just – because he's just always shown up in everything that I've ever watched. Uh, even if it's just for one episode. For the longest time when I was younger, he was that dude. That 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 British dude who's always screwing people over, you know the dude. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he's been in everything uh, ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my other pro in this episode, I have three pros. It was Dean leaning. Um, I liked the way Sam interrogated, and for all intents and purposes, he did interrogate Claire while she was in the hospital uh, versus, mm-hmm. like, every, like, you know, Cass's procedure and Dean's just, like, lean against the wall and I'm not even going to try kind of thing. I like that with just a simple change of words, he was able to get, you know, he's not saying anything different than Castiel. It's just a slight rewording, and he was able to get what they needed. Um I, oh, my other pro, and this is actually going to lead into a huge negative that I have. Um, I like seeing Jimmy again because the rapture is one of my favorite episodes. Uh, yeah. Yes, fantastic. Yes. Um, I, so I like seeing Jimmy again. And I like that in Amelia's Heaven, air quotes, in her induced heaven LSD trip coma state, uh, Jimmy asks about Claire. Here's my problem. Amelia doesn't. It drove me absolutely nuts that in Amelia's heaven, in Amelia's heaven, she doesn't ask about Claire. Only Jimmy does. I'm thinking mm-hmm. because she, uh, I'm guessing because she was, she was supposed to be there. There's no mention of her though. It's not, we've been looking for you. We've missed you. It's all I statements. And her, I find that bothersome. In her dream state, I figured Claire was there. That's why. Yeah, but she, again, it's her. not, we missed you. It's not, well, because we've been looking for you. We've missed you versus my point is versus the rapture where Claire's feelings while well, Jimmy's been gone for that year are addressed by Amelia. At first, Jimmy's like, can I see him? Amelia's like, I don't know if that's a good idea. Like Amelia at that point is very much like, I have to think about the, the welfare of my daughter. And it's very much about Claire. And I just, I, I have... For the most part, this episode bored me. Yeah. Like, to 
to quote to quote Buffy, which uh, is ironic because I've never seen any Star Wars, but I was bored. Episode one, bored. Um, that said, um, going by like I said, uh, Clarissa, my formula uh, creator. In the, what, you know, we as fandom tend to call the Carver era, episode 20 is always a uh, a throwaway episode. And when I say throwaway, I don't just mean, I know people think Monster of the Week episodes are filler episodes. I disagree. People think that episodes without cast are filler episodes. I disagree. I think you can have an episode with cast. And it can be a filler, like this was, and you can have an episode that's a monster of the week and it not be a throwaway. Um, mm-hmm. But for the most part, in the past three seasons of Carver's uh, Taking the Reins, episode 20 is always an episode that you can completely pull out of the season and miss nothing. Whether you mm. like it or not, whether you like it or not, it can be pulled out of the, the season and, to no effect. Uh, Pac-Man fever, bloodlines, and now this. And that might be something intentional he does uh, to kind of break up whatever's going on. I think in this particular season, following that formula for this episode was a huge misstep. We had a really good momentum going. Um, I loved last last week's episode. I loved revisiting Benny. I loved the the discussion he had with Benny about... uh, you know, want versus need. I liked Dean being able to take control in that situation. I liked the idea that purgatory for Dean at this point is a place where he can let the mark take over with no, and I'm revising this for those of you who listened, who didn't listen last week. I was not here for the episode last last week. I was having an MRI. Um, I didn't get to talk about it at all. Um, I loved last week's episode, which, uh, I kind of run hot and cold with Robert Barron's characterization and episodes. Uh, this one, I had nearly no issues with the episode. Um, but again, I think what I liked the best about the episode was um, I liked the reaffirmation of the men of letters and the legacy and the blood um, because that is a consistent running theme, no matter how it changes throughout the years, Supernatural has always been about blood in some re- in some respect. And, you know, whether it's familial blood, which is the strong, the longest and strongest uh, point Supernatural makes, but also, you know, we had Azazel feeling, feeding Sam blood, we had Sam drinking Ruby's blood, um, we had you know, being being a vampire and, you know, trying to not drink blood, even though it was calling to him, all those kinds of things. Blood is a big thing when it comes to the horror genre. And this being a family horror show, you know, I've always liked that. Um, But I do like the idea of Dean thinking that if he's in a place where he can't hurt anybody except those entities that deserve it, then he's not putting anybody at risk. You know, he's not putting Sam at risk. He's not putting, you know, people on earth at risk, but he can let the mark take over and satiate it. So I liked that about that episode. I really, really liked that idea. But then I also liked the idea that despite the allure of that, Dean was like, no, I have responsibilities. I have a life on earth and I'd rather live. Um, 
I think the slight misstep was, you know, obviously in his in his hallucination, he has to realize that number one, he can't die anyway. But the the theory of it, the theory of it, I liked. Um, but going back to this episode, um, you know, going back to family and blood and and Jimmy and Cat, uh, Jimmy and Amelia and Claire, I wanted more. Um, in terms of Claire and Amelia, Claire has hasn't had her father for all these years. She hasn't had her mother for two years, and we get them reunited just to kill Amelia. Um, yeah, and it was disappointing <sighs> for me. Very disappointing. And I'll get to that. I'll get to that further in a second. Um, I do agree with what you said. It's out of character. I think it was completely unacceptable. First of all, a nitpick, but this is a personal nitpick. This is not a, this is one of those things that I, there's certain, there's certain words that don't resonate with people. Like I hate as a biracial person, um, I'm mostly Mexican and black and I've got like some Mediterranean, some white, I'm a total mutt. I personally hate the term people of color. I think it's a ridiculous term. I understand it's the current PC term but I loathe the term. And that's fine. Other people use it, and I have, I'm mostly fine with it. I never use it. The reason I say that is because I hate the phrase pro-tip because no matter what you are trying to say, it always sounds condescending. So I hate when someone says pro-tip, do it this way. Number one, who are you? You're t- and I just I hate the tone of voice required to use the term pro tip. And actually, I'm my my second favorite character said it in this episode, so it is not a character thing. It is very much I don't like that phrase, but whatever. But I find the idea that it was like you know let me show you how to do things illegally, said Sam. And then you know you have Dean going fine, you can have a gun, and then taking her to a crime scene. She is 18 years old as of this episode. I found that really bothersome. I just feel like they should have... I don't want to say set up boundaries because on the same hand, on the same side, these are three men who have absolutely no right to set boundaries for a now legal adult. But on the same hand, I feel like there should have been a level of like, I actually agree with what Dean was saying in the car with Cass, where he's saying, you know, maybe it's better off if we all leave her alone and and stop interfering. And yes, granted, her Cass was contacted because he was in he was in her, he was her emergency contact. But I do feel like they should leave Claire alone. And, you know, Sam's saying that, you know, she's 18. At 18, a lot of people go off to college or go or move out of their houses or whatever. I, I don't know. I found it very, very strange that they all were so lenient with her. Yeah, I, I, I question several things, like just merrily handing her a gun, and, and which, you know, if you've never fired one, they're not that easy to shoot even a small no, one and then like, he, like he gave her and, and as we discussed and, like when, when Dean went to go fight Kane and I made the joke that says you know 
who takes a gun to a knife fight, who gives who gives her a gun, which we don't know what kind of bullets were in it, to an angel or possible demon fight. It literally did her no good and got her mother killed trying to save her. Good job, Dean. Way to go, bro. Okay, well, Dean told, her, Dean told her it won't stop an angel, but, you know, it'll slow him down. He told her. And that. yet it didn't. When have we ever seen a gun really slow down an angel? It does slow him down for uh, actually for a few seconds, and that few seconds, oh, it, you know. This is also like, an unknown an angel to them. This is a different kind of angel. This is a Grigori. They have no idea what works on a Grigori. Which, all the more reason to not assume it would slow the angel down, because it really That's does. right. That's right. Um, um, and that was my other issue. You know, she says, are they good or bad? And Dean kind of does the whole, you know, well, some people say they're good, some people say they're bad. It's established what? supernatural canon <laughs> that angels are really neither good nor bad. They just are. Kind of like people. People aren't inherently good or bad. You are what you are. And based exactly. on based on chemical mm. differentials in the brain and nurture versus nature creates who you are. Right now, at this point, they should really just be assuming that every angel on earth is borderline bad because most of them are pissed off. They can't go home. They're pissed. They've met a lot of good angels, though, so I don't think they should have. Okay, but the ratio. But I also think that he should have said, the answer shouldn't have been, well, some say they're good, some say they're bad. It should have been more of a, you know what, I don't know. Be prepared either way. Should have been Hmm. the answer. I Um, also was pretty surprised to see Sam say, hey, hey, Claire, all chipper and cavalier, I'll teach you. It's really easy to check into someone's, hack into someone's credit card records, and then, oh, by the way, I'll also show you how to make fake credit cards, and that's how you get along. And I'm like, who are you? Exactly. <laughs> like, I had, it was Am basically them telling her, it was basically them telling her what? how to live in the life, but you, but you know what? Don't live in the life, but... And she hasn't even said she wants to be in the life. She didn't say, I want to be a mother. Yeah, that that was like, what? Where did that come from? Sam Winchester should have taught her, literally, like specifically Sam Winchester should have taught her how to access ways to get financial aid and assistance to go to school. Yeah. And get assistance for an apartment, for some kind of assisted living. Because she's too old to go to a, to, you know, to to be in foster care, which they establish at the end, with uh, mm-hmm. go off Jody, because you know Jody's just going to spend her life raising teenagers for us. Thanks. Um, but especially Sam Winchester, his advice to her should have been more along the lines of, you know what, I know what it's like to not have a steady home, a steady income, a parent with a steady income. This is how I went to college. Well, there was no way. I think you pretty much realized there's no way she was going to do anything until she found her mom. So he was helping her to find her mom, and then once she did well, that, she can move well, on to the next have part of her life. Done it for her, not shown her how to do it. No, nah, she was gonna. For all he knew, he was gonna, like she said, she was gonna take that information and leave. So he was telling her what to do once she left, so she would be able to live out there. So I saw nothing wrong with that. 
you saw nothing wrong with a 32-year-old man teaching a freshly 18-year-old girl how to crack head half and, credit card information. In that instance, no, I did not. She, Because like she said, she was going to get that information, and then she was going to leave and go off to find her mom. So why not give her some give her some knowledge on, you know, so she could actually maybe make it while she's out there trying to find her mom on her own? I saw nothing wrong with that. If, if she had already found her mom and he's giving her that information, yeah, then there would be a problem. Cause, you well, know, he once, can't unring that bell, so... You know, now yeah. she has that because she was she was going to do she was going to do whatever it took to find her mom. He was helping her to what? Okay, to but in the terms of the story, it could have been us. it could have perfectly well worked for him to access the information and tell her, "I have the information. You you can't run off without me to find it because I'm the only one with the information. The only way to find it would have been safer." Like I feel oh, like, like nobody would even actually she would have left. She would have left I feel like nobody made the actual. Left. Let her leave. She's eighteen. They don't. They're trying to help her. They're trying to protect her. I saw nothing wrong with that. If, if um, I also... trying to help. A, they're trying to help a homeless teenage kid. I saw nothing wrong with it. I don't think they went about it the correct way. I also have. A really just, you know, I am very much a daddy's girl, always have been. Um, I grew up with, I mean, my parents weren't perfect, but my parents were pretty fantastic and still are. And I, Cass is, the way they've written Cass and Claire really on a visceral level bothers me um i can equate it in two ways if you're familiar with you know ed gein or uh texas chainsaw massacre which uh was loosely 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 based on ed gein but it to me it's the equivalent of leatherface you know buying you a grumpy cat or the equivalent of oh my god or the equivalent of the guy who ran over your 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 dad and it's manslaughter and he's like, I'm sorry, I killed your dad. You want to go for a burger? Like you're wearing. Are we even watching face. the same show? Are we even watching the same show? <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry. I don't think that I don't think that it's okay that Castiel is in her life. You are wearing her dead father's face. You are not her father, and it is grotesque. He's- the people who and are, are people, about let me, they let me, don't address it properly. Let me let me re, re, rebuttal here. I uh, okay. Mm-hmm. That that just blows me away that you think that. I am also a daddy's girl. I mean, I still call my daddy daddy. And, so do I. Yeah, I'm you know total daddy's girl. But this, I, there are some people out there who do want Claire and Castiel to have a daughter father relationship. And I, I don't want bro. that. And I that I think is, I don't like that at all. He's not her dad. No, but the fact that he wants to help her, I think he should be. If he was, if he was ignoring her, if him and Sam and Dean were not helping her, that would be offensive to me. I would be throwing a mother fracking fit if they were ignoring her and not helping her. She is the re. They Castiel is the reason she's homeless. Castiel is the reason that all this has happened to her. 
They I agree. Again, her. my problem is not his guilt. My problem is not his guilt. Take care of them. I understand. My problem is not his guilt. His guilt is very well placed. I have nothing. It's nothing about his guilt. I don't care if he feels guilty or not. I don't care. I honestly don't. It's the you fact just said you should be apologizing for helping her. I because they should help her. Or trying. They shouldn't be helping her. Well, they should be helping her because it's the right thing to do. Right. What I'm appalled about is her. Take care of him. He's been through so much. Let me hug you ever so tightly. No. You killed my father. We are never hugging. And like in the previous episode, I never he told didn't. you. He didn't kill her father. He did in a way. He took her father away. And yes, her father agreed to it. And I have issues with that as well that I will get to. But for all intents and purposes, Castiel uh, sort of blackmailed Jimmy into... You know, he said... It was a greater good situation. Exactly. I can take Claire because she's your blood. I just rewatched The Rapture specifically for this. Double check Mm -hmm. things. I did too. I did too. Plus, plus I like The Rapture. It was a blackmail situation, more or less. It was, she's your blood, so I can inhabit her. So I can go on about what I need to do because I am currently a heartless angel. Uh, but no, she's no. heartless and soulless. Let me finish. And Jimmy made the decision, which is the first time in that episode that I actually am okay with Jimmy, because prior to that, I find Jimmy, I enjoy the character, but I find his motivations very selfish. But I enjoy the character, which we've discussed. You don't have to think a character's a good guy to like the character. Gordon, for instance. Love Gordon. Is he a good guy? Yeah. No. Gordon's one of my favorites. Um, right, one of my favorite characters. But, you know, from the get, his whole plan is, you know, we must destroy Sam Winchester, which is Castiel's initial goal in, in angel life as well. He's, you know, but whatever. So until Jimmy makes a decision that says, you know, and Cast helps him through Claire, it'll be a life of pain. It'll be, you know, you're never going to, you know, this, you're never going to be able to come back. Um, which is hugely retconned this season, but it's retconned in a way. It's a re- it's not technically retconned because Kat, Jimmy no longer exists, but they have retconned that statement from that episode, which I find really bizarre since Jeremy Carver wrote that episode and he's now the showrunner. But whatever, neither here nor there. And Jimmy chooses to let his daughter have a life and succumb to Castiel. That's fine. But Castiel himself used blackmail for that. No, I don't see it as Cast- blackmail. It was Castiel? a greater good situation. Castiel had no choice. That he, it was a greater no, good Castiel situation. Had he had to. Castiel had a choice, and no. he had to take over a vessel. Yes. The choice Castiel provided Jimmy was her or me. Right. Exactly. That was and the only Jimmy made the right decision. Not Castiel. That's what I'm saying. You don't understand what I'm saying. I'm saying it. That was the only thing Castiel could do. For the greater good, he had to have a vessel to be able to save, you That's know. fine. To fight but against the point is, the I point see nothing is, wrong with what he did there. It's not, it wasn't blackmail at all. It I'm was not saying. Save, save the world or not. 
potato, potato. Save the world, blackmail. I'll use your terminology. Save the world. The point is, he gave Jimmy a shitty choice, and Jimmy made the least shitty choice. Oh, I agree. Both choices. I have no problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with I don't think they're exploring or have explored properly how utterly disturbing it is. And I think if they did, the storyline would benefit. I think if there was that kind of progression to Claire, I might be able to buy it. But for me... Oh, I agree. If they had, if they explored it more, I would have, I would love that a lot more. I completely agree. If they had done that, that I think that would have made the storyline so much better. But you know, for me, it's again, we'll say it this way: my father, my father was a twin before my uncle passed away. Technically, they weren't identical; they're fraternal. But for hypothetical reasons, we'll say they were identical. They get in an accident. It's my uncle's fault. He was driving drunk. My father dies. I'm never going to treat my uncle like a father. Never. I may never forgive him, let alone cling to him and tell other people to take care of him because he's been through so much. I just you mean, think, I think... I think the problem with the Claire episodes is I don't think... Even if it wasn't that, your that uncle's designed, fault, you could never love him again. If it wasn't his fault. But this is Cass's fault. It's not Castiel's fault. Jimmy is dead. It more or less is. Cass never mm-hmm. intended to per, to return Jimmy. And he took himself into a battle that he knew would more or less 99. They, the whole point of Swan Song is they all thought they were going to die. All three, all four of them thought they were going to die. Not, that's a complete. Sam, that's, Dean, Bobby, and but that's when that's when Jimmy died. Yeah, but that's not. He didn't. He didn't kill him. Jimmy, Lucifer did. Did they explain that to Claire? No. It's just, well, you're cast saved the world, which I'm not even going to argue that line because oh, according to Robbie, get, the get, line was changed. I don't get the people who are upset about that line. Cause who, I'm annoyed with that line. I think it's a, I think it's But we don't even uh, know what he was talking about. It could have been any of the 50 million other things. I don't please the people who, the people who are saying. Cast saved the world. Sam and Dean save the world every week. That's not, okay, that is not the line, though. The line is Castiel saves the world. We don't know what it is. Without fan wanking it. Without fan wanking it. Without fan I'm not fan wanking. I am not fan You are. You're we, saying we don't no, know. No, I'm not. They You're did not say what you know what Dean was Do you know what Dean was talking about then? I have no idea because Dean didn't say so what he was fan wanking it. I am not fan-waking it. I'm going by what Dean said. Dean ex- explicitly said Castiel saved the world. Okay, tell me that. Tell me when Castiel, Castiel saved the world. He has saved, he has, he has done things every, all, see, every since he's been on the show that has, in effect, saved the world. Same as Sam, same as Dean, same as Bobby. That's not the line. I, That's not the line. Again, Rob yes, said it is. that it he is wrote the line. line. I, no, it is the line. Castiel, 
help save the world, and then exactly. no, that's not the and line. Then, the line presented is Cat no. Ashley save the world. I thought you said Robbie said he wrote the line as, which Robbie did say. No, no, no. I, said, the line I said Robbie said he wrote the line as Cassiel helped save the world, which is perfectly right. fine. That's then he said. said it was changed during production. I don't know who changed it. Jensen, it the director. Changed. Claire. He, doesn't, changed he, doesn't he changed it during right. performance. performance. Right. No, he said, he said on the day of performance. He said, he no, he said he changed during it. performance. Uh, let me double check. Either so, way, no matter, no matter then I, how it was then changed, I can blame it doesn't Jensen. matter. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter why it is. It, was, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. What it was I originally, it matters what was said on the screen, and that said in the screen is canon. And according exactly, to that, and canon, I think Castiel saved the world. We don't know what time Dean was referring to. And I don't. I can't think of one single since, time since Castiel didn't actually save the world in Swan Song. I'm guessing that's not what he was referring to. So then when? One of the 50 million other times. In season six when he ate all the souls? Or How is that saving the world? Season seven? Exactly. It's not saving the world. That's my point. You're, you're pulling up bad things, Sid. I'm talking about he has done, just like Sam, just like Dean, all three of them have done very horrible things. All three of them. I'm not saying they haven't, but when has All three of them have done very awesome things that has that has, in effect, went on to save the world. They will, have, they will have stopped the demon here, and that demon would have later on tried to to destroy the world. They've done, they do that all the time. That's Schrodinger's cat. No, I'm not doing a Schrodinger's cat thing. I'm going by. It's the same way. You can go with Buffy. You can do it with Angel. You can do it with any show. They always save the world because they're killing the bad guys, which saves the world. I'm just saying, the line was fine the way Robbie wrote it. Unfortunately, the line was also fine the way Dean said it, in my opinion. The well, people who are throwing and I disagree. The people but who again, are throwing my argument was thinking, thinking it was about Swan Song. The people yeah. who are throwing a fit saying it's about Swan Song have nothing to, to, there's nothing to confirm that he was talking about Swan Song. Nothing. No, there's nothing to confirm that he was talking about Swan Song, but there's nothing to confirm he wasn't. Exactly. So you don't know. So there's nothing to be afraid and of. And I'm not saying he meant. And I specifically said I was not going to bring up that line. That my that line was not my and issue. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying it was you. I w- I've been saying this whole time. The people who were upset. I didn't say you. The people I think who the were people. upset have an equally valid opinion to it as you do, though. If they choose. To oh, I upset. completely I agree. I think I the line change. Agree. Well, again, if I if everybody I'm has Jensen for the line change, then I'm blaming Jensen for the line change. I think the line was better the way it was written than the way it was acted. Everybody has a right to their opinion. Just like you and I disagree in here, doesn't mean I don't respect you or love you. I love you. You know I love you. Just because right. we don't agree on it, just because we don't agree on a television show, doesn't mean I don't love you. But what I'm saying is, in my opinion, there was. I think the people who are upset about it, uh, rewriting Swan Song and all this and, and taking Sam, um, what Sam did and making it less and all that, it, it, I think they're jumping to conclusions because there was nothing there okay. that said that he didn't. I will say this. In, in, in respect to that line that I was specifically not going to bring up, if, if Jensen intended to have Dean talk about Swan Song, then yes, the line is problematic. If Jensen 
meant to imply that he, that you know because Cass killed Stunt Angel number forty eight, then that led to a domino effect that saved the world. Fine, whatever. Okay. In terms of major myth arcs that we've had to deal with since Cass came on the scene, every single instance that we have seen that is a specific moment of world saving, Dean's statement is incorrect. Uh, Say that again. If we're talking about major instances that we have seen in terms of world savage, for all intents and purposes, is mostly the finale, almost often, almost always the finale, then Dean's statement is incorrect, or in it's a, a stretching of the truth. So again, if you want to say, like I said, killing stunt angel, whatever, or demon stunt, de- stunt demon, whatever, was a domino effect that led to somehow cast saving the world, fine. I'll accept that. I don't agree with it, but I'll accept it. But if we're going by... Oh, I'm not saying that that's what he went. He could have been saying it like, I like the theory out there that a lot of people have, that he was trying to talk up Castiel, so, you know... And I have nothing. I see nothing. Which leads to my to my other issue with these with the Claire episodes. I think the Claire episodes should have been more about Claire's trauma, not using Claire's trauma to uh, I hate to use the word "woobify" because I've hated that word in every single fandom I've ever been in but to alleviate Cass of his wrongdoings. I also, I have an issue with the way everybody behaved in this episode, except for for Claire, which I'm not the biggest Claire fan. Um, I don't think, and I know I see a lot of people say, well, it's just because you don't like teenager shows or you're being misogynistic because she's a bratty teenager, a female teenager. It's not that. I watch Pretty Little Liars. You don't get much more teenage bratty than Pretty Little Liars. I love Pretty Little Liars. But I know what I'm getting into when I watch Pretty Little Liars. That's the premise of the show, more or less. Um, In Supernatural, I find the introduction of a character like Claire that should be the character that is your, your touchstone, in a way, to have her exist almost solely to rebuild Cass and to have once again someone tell Dean how cool, awesome, best at everything Dean is because Dean can talk to teenagers and Dean knows the funniest movies and Dean's going to buy you the best gift and I forgive you, Dean. And I find Sam's arguments about about them being in Claire's life and calling Claire family, I find it grotesque. Like I said, I blame everybody in this episode except Claire. Um, Sam, find Sam it, calling her family is good test? She's not family. She's not their family. He, They call everybody family. And, and, they, I, and I, they might as well put a not target correct. on everybody's back the minute they call them family. Oh, I agree with that. That means you're going to die. But what I'm saying is <laughs> if they didn't call her family, I think that would be gross. So... 
I don't even way, remember him can, calling her say, family in the car. Way, way, way in, out of character if they did not consider oh, no. that would be Yeah, in the car. Right. I think they need to stop, in general, the writers need to stop labeling everybody that the Winchesters and cast meet for more than an episode family because Claire is not your family. Charlie is not your family. Kevin is not your family. Again, you know, the, the only one I can accept as being family because he was there for them as children and, you know, it was Bobby. But everybody else, and again, you, again, you have a big heart-to-heart with somebody and you're just going to get them killed. Every time we get somebody with a big heart-to-heart and you tell them your family, Within an episode to two, you're dead. So awesome. That's great. Um, well, I I may not agree about Claire being family because I, I don't think she's reached that point. It's just sort of he decided to call her that or Sam sort of meant, well, she's kind of sort of vaguely family to you, Kath, or he was trying to get a point oh, across. Uh, but I, I disagree I that, verbiage... that Charlie, wait a minute, it's Charlie yeah, and, yeah. and Kevin, they're, they're family. I mean, they're they're the definition of a family don't end with blood and they've maybe and they've been through too much and way too much more to them than than what what Claire has has been. Um, I don't and I'm, and I'm sorry, I have a question which I've been meaning to ask for several minutes. What's the deal with Swan Song? I didn't hear anything about Everybody, comparing yeah, it to no Swan Song. What's the deal? Nobody's yeah, nobody specifically said Swan Song. It's just the closest moment you get to cast air quote, saving the world, if you really look at, like I said, the big moments, mm-hmm. was Swan Song. So everybody... Is- All over my Twitter is people complaining about um, Robbie um, t- taking Sam, taking Sam's um, heroic um, yeah, moment in Swan to, Song and giving it to Yeah, I'm complaining to Susan why people latched on the Swan Song, though. That's, what, that's her question, is why people are saying Swan Song. Not that people are saying it, but why people are saying it. Um, and because I've had this conversation with multiple people, um, not just seeing it on my on my feed, but I've had like a lot, like deeper conversations about it. Um, the reason they latched onto Swan Song is because if you go through like what I said, the big moments, that's really the closest you can get to putting Cass in the save the world position, which, you know, because he showed up and he was a distraction, and so he helped. Um, so people latched onto that moment. Um, but I talked to other people, and they said, you know, no matter what, which is what I was saying, is no matter what big save the world moment we've had in Supernatural, absolutely none of them are Cass saving the world. Actually, on balance, it's more Cass putting the world in jeopardy through, not intentionally, but in a whole, you know, the world to, the the road to evil is paved with with gold kind of way. You know, in season Mm -hmm. six, he thought he was helping, so he worked with Crowley and ate a bunch of souls and became an evil god. Didn't save the world. I mean, if you want to say that he walked into the river and, and and therefore it didn't get worse, it's still not saving the world. Uh, no, those instances are clear, clearly not them saving the world. That's what I'm saying. No. That's what I'm saying. That's why people latched onto Swan Song, because it was the closest they could find 
to where okay. that line could even there come he from. Clearly, well, I, there he clearly did I think not it's unfortunate that why. the word was changed, and I wonder, I'd like to know right. how, what the circumstances were where they left out he helped save the world, because that makes more sense. I mean, I'm, I'm not offended by that line. Um, no, it's probably, Dean, it's probably, again, like I've, like I've seen in several places, Dean just trying to build up Cass a little bit, or even if he thought that far, I, I don't think it's that, I don't think it's that I, important. I and it is unfortunate that it was rewritten, but we're stuck with the way it was on screen because that's, be honest, that's the canon exactly. that we have. And it didn't offend exactly. me. It didn't offend me. But it no, wasn't I, quite right. But I don't hate it because it's just it's just Dean talking to Claire and trying to get through it. Here's why I don't here's why I don't hate it. I don't hate it deal. because the entire episode is a throwaway, so um but here's my point. I don't I don't have a problem with the line being changed. I think it's a bad line either way. I think consoling her could have been written more effectively. Mm-hmm. Because again, I think about myself at, at seventeen, just turning eighteen, and if some dude I barely know told me, "Yeah, well, your dad did that to save the world," at seventeen, eighteen years old, I would have said, "Let the world burn. I want my daddy." So it would have been of absolutely no comfort to me. So I think that scene could have been written no matter what line you want to consider to be, you know, I I consider what we see on screen canon. I don't consider what lines get changed on paper or in production canon. It got changed. It didn't make it to the screen. It's not canon. That said, either way, whether you take it as it was written by how Robbie claimed or how it was played by Jensen, I don't like either line. I think there was, I think a, I hate to say this because I feel like all I do is rag on Robbie, but again, I rag on Robbie because his writing style does not resonate with me. I don't think that this was an episode for his style. This this is a kind of episode that I think should have had more gravitas to it. I think it should have been handled by somebody like, like Dobb or Barron's, um, I understand that there's a writing order, and for whatever reason, Adam Glass did not write a third episode, and Robbie got a fourth episode coming right off of episode 18, which I more or less liked. Maybe it was too soon for him to be writing another episode. Um, Maybe Adam didn't want to write this kind of episode. Adam seems to prefer you know, grittier, more Monster of the Week. He doesn't really seem to like to write angels very much. Seems to be his style, which, you know, he's allowed. Uh, I just think that there was, there could have been, the theory of this episode, I think, could have been handled by a more, a writer with more, I'm trying to figure out the least mean way to say this because I don't mean it to be mean, a more emotional writer, a writer who wasn't so busy, you know, making a grumpy cat joke and a hot topical joke and trying to figure out a way that, well, Jensen plays golf and Catherine plays golf. I'm going to put in a mini golf scene because tee hee. Um, I just think 
I thought that was cute, actually. I thought it was it's funny. Cute. Yeah, it's, I, I like it. It's not, it's not, I like, it's not, it's I like not that cute. scene. I'm not saying it's not I, cute. I, I liked it. It's a perfectly it. cute episode. I mean, it's a perfectly cute moment. On the same hand, I watched Supernatural to watch Sam and Dean, not to watch Jensen. And that was Jensen. And I, 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 can guarantee you, I can guarantee you Robbie wrote that scene because Catherine and Jensen both play golf. Well, honestly, so what? So <laughs> I, I, I thought it was prefer, perfectly prefer fine, Dean. and I thought, yeah, I thought I, uh, it was totally, it totally made sense that Dean played mini golf because you know that those places turn up a lot near the kind of motels that they do. I can see him doing that yeah. totally and not the real I game didn't of say golf. It was out of character. And I got I didn't a laugh it was out of it. It was actually a nice moment. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was okay. I actually didn't was mind fine. Claire in it. So that's a win for I, me. I didn't yeah. mind Claire in this episode for the most part. Like I said, I vacillated between finding her boring and really being kind of heartbroken for her. Um, I think, again, there's just lines in this episode that I feel like made no sense. Like, Claire, you're a genius. No, Dean, you're a genius because you figured out the hilt. She did nothing but drop her her, her golf um, down. So that line needed yeah. to be different. Yeah, it was kind of odd, but I also thought it was so. It was yeah. I didn't think he because it wasn't, was it wasn't commending her for being a genius. It was just like genius because you happened to say the thing that triggered my genius about it. So I, yeah, I. I it was, I thought it was a little odd-ish in there, but it didn't yeah, bother again, me Yeah, and again, there's like just that. lines that I think, there's lines that I think, it's not so much the moment that's a problem. I just think that they could have been written differently. Like I said, I think that Claire's, what Claire deals with should have given, been given more gravitas than it was, rather than her be there just to make, just to, Show us again that Dean is super duper cool, which I think Dean is cool. That's great. Teenagers love Dean. Whatever. Fine. It's And again, to forgive, air quote, Cass, so that we can continue on with Cass's story and wrap up the Jimmy thing. And, you know, there's some people, yeah. the debate was still thought, going. And these episodes, I feel like, existed solely for those purposes and not for the purpose of this girl. This really, I thought really for the most part up that girl. Dean was uncool in this episode. That she well, thought he, was, he was continued uncool. to be uncool for like ninety eight percent of the episode. So, but he was uncool I mean, in that cool way. He was in that. He was uncool in that cool way. You know what I mean? The Dean always is. You know the making the reference. Oh, this generation old for this generation. generation. And, um, I also oh, find yeah. it really strange that. You know, you have two leads and two regulars that are 50, 40, 37, and 32. So why does everyone this whole season keep calling Dean old? He's the second youngest person in the reoccurring cast. Because Jensen Apples is an old man. He acts like an old he man. Is, he is, actually. Like he's, he's, how he's grumpy. How does he act? Grumpy Jensen. I, I don't think that he's... Grandpa. I think Sam acts like more Grandpa of an old Apple. man than he does. You know, we've got mm. Dean Sam. You know, cosplaying as Braveheart yeah. and making Hunger Games references and 
how is that old man? Sam's way more of an old man. Don't so want to don't touch my stuff. Don't want to change the subject, but if you're listening and not on Twitter or Facebook right now, CW has released the episode synopsis for the season finale, and I was posted it on our website. So go to WinchesterBros.com if you want to find out the uh, episode information for the season 10 finale titled Brothers Keeper. I, you know, I've, I've read it, and people are carrying on about how horrifying it sounds. I'm like, that doesn't sound horrifying at all. And I'm sure yeah. it will be because they say spoiler, yeah. too spoilery, but it sounds sort of like a, just a regular old episode. <laughs> I thought so of. too. It really just sounds like kind of, um, you know, an episode 11-ish kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's very vague. And I'm sure I'm sure that's covering all sorts of traumatic things, I hope, because that's what a season finale is supposed to be, especially um, a supernatural one. But, it, yeah, right now, see, the way it since, is now, it's like... Since you okay. posted it, you might want to change... Um, they gave you the. They gave us the synopsis, and it's numbered ten twenty two, probably because of how the how messed up their order has been. So since you, I'm sure you still have it pulled up. You want to go ahead and fix it to ten twenty three. It's not ten twenty three though. Ten twenty three. So there's one more after this. Airing, no, it is an airing order, but not if you go if you look. Um, Brothers Keeper is the finale. It is the finale. It's I know it was filmed. It was filmed in that order. And they've been. It was filmed at 1022. The information yeah, that they've been posting on this have been. But they've been numbering them by the actual filming order. No, uh, I just figured it anyway. to not confuse people because it's saying it's airing on the day that it is airing on, but it's listing it as 1022 per their the way they've been sending out the press releases. I've been putting the correct airing order. Because if not, people get confused. I, CW has been sending them out though in filming or uh, numbers by filming. Okay, well, it's the finale. <laughs> yes, it's episode, episode ten. It is the finale, so do not expect an episode on May twenty seventh. Uh, May twentieth will be the last airing episode for this season. Um, mm-hmm. Um, I liked another thing I liked in this episode was the quote about Sam that Sam said uh, in this line of work, death isn't always goodbye. Talking about his mom, I just I just liked it because it does pretty much sum up all of Supernatural, and it it's something like that comforts us when when characters die. We're like, it's okay because we'll probably get to see them again. So it, it works on many many levels. I thought Sam talking about his mom was a little casual. I'm sorry, what? Me too! Thank you! It was so blasé. Yeah, Becky, did you think so? Or no? I I was like, only... I I was just sitting here like, all I thought was only on Supernatural could you have this kind of discussion. So, this kind of conversation... I just thought yeah. it was super like, eh, she died when I was a baby, and Claire's about to have this moment of like, dude, I'm sorry. And he's like, nah, nah, fuck her later. We're cool now. What? Like, there was more to it than that, especially if you're using it to comfort somebody in this situation. Yeah. I felt like it was, was a little again, odd was a reading of the line, that, I think. Yeah, it yeah. was an opportunity like, to have a more in-depth reading and a more in-depth 
dialogue. But I got to know her later, so it's okay. We got along fine. I got to know her later. And I I think think it's also, yeah, and because she repeats the line later, it's almost a little uh, false hopish because she's not in this line of work. You should be pushing her far away from this line of work. Yeah, again, I thought it's very strange. Why is she a hunter all of a sudden? Well, because like everybody who's on Supernatural for one episode, there are better swordsmen than Sam and Dean have ever been, even when Dean has the mark of Cain. Let's let a a 110-pound girl who's never wielded a sword before save him, even though he's superpowered, because that's how things work. That's totally realistic. Oh, because, you know, like like Cass said, Dean's just really not doing well. What with the slamming the guy's head against the, the table, that was just over the top, Dean Winchester. The mark has taken you over. Sarcasm font yes. all over. That I found very strange that, that, that Dean was overpowered at the end. Mark of Cain Dean was overpowered at the end. And it was one of those things that I did not like where it's trying to make another character look good or special and pushing and or Sam down. And speaking of that, again, Sam, poor Sam getting clocked the hell out of, getting knocked out and handcuffed to a chair. No. no, 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 he, no, got no. Hit, he got hit. He got hit. And my mom went, oh, well, of course. And then, um, you know, it broke for commercial. And when the commercial, she's like, watch, we're going to come up and he's tied up. <laughs> sure enough. And I was like, Wow. You know, and I'm so glad that Robbie fought for that lockpicking scene. Like, we haven't seen lockpicking in forever. He has his priorities. I have mine. Um, He gets paid for his. I just helped pay for him to have his. Uh, Yeah, for anybody listening who doesn't like what I say about Robbie Thompson, and there are people, um, I just want to say, stop and think about what you say about Buckling lemmer, lemming, and there's no difference. You're allowed to criticize a writer. I'm allowed to criticize a writer. That's all there is to it. Um, um, I'm trying to think of any other... Vicki, what else Again, did you like about the episode? What did you like about the episode? Because you said you liked it, so... I, I like Dean, Dean was leaning like? really, really pretty. I like the way Dean leaned in the hospital room. <laughs> yeah, um, I like Sam. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, yes. I'm glad oh, you like Becky liked the episode. Because there was not many <laughs> that you liked. But, no, I, yeah. You know, what else did you was, like? I want to know what else. Becky liked because she liked it. So I'm like, okay, tell me. Tell me what you liked and, and uh, help me like it. You know? I want to know. Uh, I, you know... I thought it was I, I was I was glad to get some re, you know resolution to the Novak family. Um, like I said, I really wish they'd have gotten the original actress for her, so I would have been able to mm-hmm. emotionally connect to it. I, it was hard for me to emotionally connect to it, knowing that that's not you know that's not really Amelia. That's some fake Amelia. That's not her. Um, and it didn't hit me to watching this. So it's like oh. Mm-hmm. Jimmy was married to Amelia. Sam dated an Amelia. It I didn't didn't hit me till this episode. It's um, funny because everyone kept saying Amelia, and they're like, oh, they're like, no, not that Amelia, the the okay Amelia. And everyone was like, oh, okay, like that was all over my Twitter feed when the synopsis first came out. Everyone was like, ew, Amelia, and then they're like, oh no, Amelia, no, that, no, that's fine. <laughs> I didn't I even love... connect it, so I must have like blocked her out of my mind because I didn't even connect it with. 
Like I said, I love I love the rapture. So um, I, I thought it was mm-hmm. so. I thought it was so awesome that they got the house right. You know, it's been forever since we saw the no the interior of the Novak's house. And as soon as it, the show started, I'm like, oh my god, that's the Novak living room. You know, it was they they were able to go back and you know get it exactly perfect. That and I thought that was pretty awesome. Which I think is remember the remember the periscope that Nishi did when he said that was my uh, spoiler. I think he was going to say my house. Ah, oh, may have been, episode. yeah, yeah, could have been. And I, you know, I there were I liked the I loved the golfing scene. I thought the putt putt scene. I thought that was adorable. I liked Hot Topical and the Grumpy Cat. I yeah. liked that. Um. Uh, oh, I wait, like, uh, remind me, I want you to keep going, but remind me to go back to the hot topical and why, ugh. There's actually a valid reason why, ugh. Okay, why, ugh. <laughs> no, keep going, keep going about things you like. No, 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 go ahead. My problem with hot topical is this is the same writer who last year gave Castiel all the pop culture knowledge. It should have been... Sam or Dean saying hot topical and Cass correcting them because he knows. Go on. But the name of a store isn't really pop culture, even though hot topic hot topic hot, does hot, to, uh, hot topic has been around for over twenty years. Full, it's pop, pop, hot topic pop culture. Is pop, hot topic has been around for twenty years. Twenty I had no at idea. least twenty years. No, yeah, at least I, I used to shop at Hot Topic when I was in middle school. I'm 33. Maybe it's because I live in the middle of nowhere. We don't have hot topics around here. So I didn't really start hearing about them until the supernatural stuff started coming out. Actually, here's the funny thing about hot topics. Hot topic used to be like a hardcore store. Like it used to, you used to walk into the hot topic and there was nothing but like underground industrial music that was playing. And like all the censors. No, no, no. Censors is pervy stuff. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They don't sell, they didn't sell pervy stuff at hot topic. Um, it was, and all the T-shirts were like typo negative, Megadeth, Misfits, like hardcore stuff. They used to sell underground vinyl of industrial and death metal. Um, it was nothing but like corsets and skulls, and there was no like cutesy TV vampire diaries or like back then like Buffy, like theoretically Buffy T-shirts. No, that's very recent. Hot Topic went through a big rebranding maybe about five, six years ago. But when I was when I used to shop there when I was in middle school and, and early high school, it's where I went to go buy stuff like that because, you know, I was a, a bit of a delinquent for, you know, nice verbiage to use. Um, and that's where I would go to buy, you know, if, if if my boyfriend wanted like the biggest, thickest wallet chain that was probably like borderline illegal, that's where I went to buy it for him. Um, if he needed, you know, they used to sell like body jewelry and big, big gauges, not neon stuff now. There was no neon at Hot Topic. Hot Topic used to be super hardcore. And then it just, it rebranded itself when it wasn't doing as well. Uh, monetarily, and it went a little more um, mainstream, for lack of a better word, because I'm not a big fan of when people are like, oh, my God, they sold out. They went mainstream, and you got to do what you got to do to pay bills. Um, but that's recent. But Hot Topic itself has been around for, again, about 20 years, if not longer. Well, 
Castiel and I are the same then with Hot Topic because yes, I have but, hot, yeah. but Metatron didn't fill your head full of all the knowledge ever. But I know a lot of pop culture. She he filled him up with pop culture knowledge. Yes, but he but Metatron put all of by as per the same writer. All it doesn't mean he knows the name of every business that there is around. I'm just saying the Hot joke would have landed with... better for me. It would have landed better for me if Sam or Dean would have messed it up and Cass would have corrected them. Hot Sam Topic or Dean was founded in up... 1988. Oh, so it's even older than I thought. 27 oh. years. Yeah. Yeah, like if Sam or Dean. We first got, we got our first hot topic. Up, I was in eighth grade. If Sam or Dean had messed it up, then I'd be rolling my eyes because they should know. Mm. They why would they know? They never got to shop there. They they know places. Castia, Sam went to college. You know. Okay, so then, the, then in that case, the joke should not yeah. have existed at all. Oh, they've been to a so, mall. I'm sure they know hot and topics. It was just, and Castiel hasn't just, lived that much of. Uh, Cass, person he wouldn't know he's got the knowledge Cass, but does he always use it properly he knew what CBGB's was and, and again Nisha which I love which I love and it's pop culture Hot Topic is pop culture too this Hot Topic Hot Topic sells pop culture stuff they no, are not but, a part of pop culture okay are, well let's then shall I inform you that the first CBGB's t-shirt I owned was in the eighth grade from Hot Topic? But CBGB's was around before Hot Topic was. Hot Topic sells way longer than Hot Topic. The Hot Topic I'm sells saying, I'm saying items. the joke that fell mean flat for me. Culture. The joke fell flat for me. And not because of the play on words, but because... Number one, I don't like Doofy Cast that much. I'm not a big fan of Doofy Cast. I like a little. I like a, I like a more. I like more grit to my cast. I don't, and especially if you're gonna have again the same writer give him, according to canon, all the pop culture knowledge, that he should be aware of a 27 year old sh- um, store. The only, be, okay, and I know you know, and I know this is part of the reason why you don't like it. But we all know the only reason the hot topical joke was in it is because hot topic sells supernatural items. Ta-da. So no, I, that's the other point. I'm, I've never been a big fan of a really clunky uh, product placement. Um, I don't like that we're so focused on the fact that we're using the Microsoft Surface Touch thingy. I'm uh, so annoyed with that already. Um, I'm not a big fan of, of overt product placement, and part of it is, and I've discussed this before, is that it it, it dates things. Um, you know, Sam and Dean never talked about their super cool new cell phone that they got for whatever reason. So as a result, when you go back and watch Supernatural, it's or like for me that I'm watching X-Files right now, their cell phones are super clunky and old school, but it's in no way jarring to me. But the fact that they're really pushing the surface, I feel is going to be jarring at some point, the same way that I discussed in Buffy that I don't like the the pink 
um, coming up, so you can get a better get, get a get party started reference in season seven. I just it's a personal thing I have for me with TV shows because I think it limits you. Um, I don't find the I don't find the hot top the hot topic thing. Like I said, I'm not even going to get into the product placement of it all because it's not even product placement. It's literally just Robbie being cute for the product placement. I'm it's his style. That's fine. Everybody has a writing style. Um, um, going back I just, to what I think, I, I think overall the joke was flat for me. Uh, things that I liked, I think if the original actress had been here for Amelia, this would be in my probably top 20 or 30 episodes because I would have had that emotional connection and that end scene would have really, really gotten me. But since it wasn't, mm-hmm. that's what that's what makes it not. That's what brings it down and, the media. And I real and even without her, I actually really liked that scene. That was on my that was the next on my list of things that I liked. I liked it, but it, if it had been the original actress, I'd have been sitting here bawling my eyes out probably. Mm. But without it, I didn't have that emotional connection. And yeah, I you know, I I liked it. It it was it was okay. Not a favorite. Not not a you know not mm-hmm. one of the best. Not not one of the worst. It was it was it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, for me, I can't even say that I I hated the episode because that would require that it produced a stronger emotion in me. I'm. I have issues with it right now because that's my air quote job at this point to discuss how I feel about this episode. Uh, but in overall retrospect, to me, like episode 20 of uh, every Carver season, I can pull it out and it makes no difference. It makes no impact on the season. Um so that's why I don't have a, a – I, I, I hesitate to say that I really disliked it. At the end of the day, I, I simply didn't care about it. And I wanted to – and I think at this point I wanted to care. I wanted such better closure and emotion for Claire. I wanted her to – you know, again, I feel like this episode brought – it brings her back just – there's nothing for her at this. I mean, we brought her back. She found her mother, and now her mother is dead. Her father's dead. She's an 18-year-old with no parents, no other family, and they sent her off in a cab, and they're hoping she'll go to Jody, which we're, I guess we're meant to assume that they called Jody and at least told her she was showing up because, you know, that's not in the script. Or that's not sure I hope they asked her. I, don't know. I hope they didn't tell yeah, her. I hope they asked her because what makes she's you think they can automatically just shuffle Claire over there and, and she's got a home for wayward girls all of a sudden. Which, you know, and I we mean, know that Annie was her decision. Yeah, and we know that canonically she's struggling to raise Alexis, Annie, Isabel, whatever her name is. Uh... She's struggling, you know, per the per uh hitting nine one one earlier this season. She's she doesn't know what to do, you know. It's hard for her. You're gonna throw another teenager in the mix and not only hope they get along, but hope they don't both go smoke pot behind the, the tree in the backyard together. 
mean, come on, man. That's that's heavy. Um, I have a question. It's not so much a criticism, just a question. So, well, it's a slight criticism because depending on, well, okay. Does this mean that Jimmy and Amelia are soulmates? And I, I automatically thought, yes, it did. Okay. I would have liked that address. Because we have, way, I'm we have so sad. Okay, I'm so sad that Bobby has, doesn't have Karen. I feel like Karen would be his soulmate, so it's more of like a sadness on Bobby's finger kind of thing. Mm. I'm glad Jimmy um, asked about it, about Claire though. Go Jimmy. Go on. We have. Roughly half an hour left in the show, and we are getting some callers, so I'd like to put a caller on. Go ahead. I'll stop right talking. Now. Right now. Oh. Hello, Infesta Radio. Hi, it's Amanda. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Amanda. Wow, did this episode open a can of worms? <laughs> <laughs> Just a little. Um... It's funny, I don't normally write notes down, but I was like, oh my god, I'm going to take some notes. Um, I'm probably going to go out of order. At first, I was, like, not so happy with it, but then I talked to one of my friends, and then she was like, I really kind of liked it for being cast-centric, and I was just like, great, I have to, like, rewatch it and see if I like it again. So, rewatching it, it's okay. It's not one of my favorites. Um, I would rather not watch Painted Black. <laughs> if we were going over with like the torture thing, I could deal with this yeah. one. I could probably not so much deal with bloodlines, but I could not stand Paint to Black. I don't even think I rewatched it. Um, the snatching head thing that did annoy me because I was like, all I did was slam him against the table. Like, if Dean was like really in Mark of Cain mode, I could have seen him like pick him up, like throwing him across the room or whatever. Exactly. Which would have been Karen's yeah. Um, I did like hearing Sam talk about his mom, which we don't hear that often. But it's kind of like what you said. Like, it was just very casual. But I think because Sam's, like, so used to, like, the supernatural life, like, for him, it doesn't seem like that. The Claire, and Claire gave the right reaction, like, what? What are you talking about? Um, I liked the fight scene. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was good. Oh, I loved the fight scene. The fight scene was really, really good. I liked um, seeing Sam, like, hold the Grigori back and Dean was punching him or whatever. So Sam got (laughs) (laughs) head-butted. Um, I noticed, I'm sorry, I'm just reading down the list. (laughs) No, go for it. I'm so bad at this. Um, I did notice. It was. It, hold on, hold on. It was Jamie that told you she liked it, huh? I'm not. I'm not answering that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a BFF, but I'm not answering that. It's all right. You can answer to me. Jamie knows I love her. <laughs> yeah, she's responsive. <laughs> uh, 
Jamie, if you're listening, you know I love you desperately. You're fully aware of it. I noticed that she had lighter nail polish on, though. Which I guess, <laughs> that, like, she's not in, like, such of a negative space or whatever. And her eye makeup Ooh, wasn't so happy either. And her hair wasn't so severe. I, I did yeah, like that no, yeah. she softened up her look. Yeah, oh, that was cool the scene with her and Sam in the hotel room and her hair is down. Her hair is gorgeous. Beautiful. So beautiful. And I kind of, I like seeing that, like, nice girly side of Claire. Like, even, like, with the golfing with Dean. It was just nice to see, like, a happier side of her. Since, like, considering what's happened to her. Even though, like, it was still, like, towards the trail of trying to find her mom and stuff. But I just, I like seeing her, like, a different side of her. Like, she's not just this angsty teenage, well, now 18-year-old girl. Um, I'm not okay with cast, the, the Castiel saving the world. Like, if it, if it said health, I would have been like, okay, that makes sense. Because as you guys were talking about it, I was going to, like, I was looking on IMDb, and I was, like, trying to find, like, where, like, world was in peril or whatever. And I was like... Well, the only really time, like, the rules was kind of really going to end was Swan Song. <laughs> so that's what I thought of, but... That, that, yeah. Like, it's true, he helps. It's not like he didn't help. He's always helped, but he's always, like, Sam and Dean and Cass, they've all, like, done things that they thought were good and turned out bad. Um, so, th- like... I know, like, when I watched the episode, I was like, no, stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, like, but then again, I also do think that Dean was also trying to build up Cassiel to Claire. And I guess kind of show Claire that Cass isn't such a bad guy, because, I mean, that's his friend. So, I mean, he would obviously try to do that for him. I don't mind Cassiel trying to be nice to Claire. Like, I think he's just trying. I don't think he's trying to be a father. I think he's just, I don't know, just trying, trying to make it right. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Mind, yeah, I don't mind him trying so much. It's her acceptance that bothers for what me. Happened to your family. Yeah, it's it's not him trying that bothers me so much. It's her easy acceptance that bothers me. Hmm. I don't think it's the easy acceptance at all. Uh, okay. Fighting it. Please take care of him. He's been through so much. You cling to you, hug you. Yeah. Mm, no. Sorry. No. At at oh, the end, where at the end, not at. <laughs> so. Yeah, I also she's, think he's kind of longing for a father figure. So I mean, I don't know how much closer she can get <laughs> with the guy looking like her father. I just. I guess for me, I feel like on top. But like, that's a gray area. That's like a gray area. Yeah. If it wasn't, if it wasn't for Cass that Amelia would have never gone looking for Jimmy, therefore she would have never ended up with the Gregory. So it's in a round of, in an equal way to cast saving the world, he also got Amelia killed. So There you go. Uh, I was going to say, I was going to say, if you're going to go that way, for Cass, it's Cassio's fault that she's dead, then you have to agree, go with my way that Cassio saved the world. I totally agree. <laughs> if he saved the world, he also got her mother and father murdered. So good I job, completely bro. 100% agree with you. Let me run and into I- your arms and hug tight. That's the other thing. Because I was thinking about the rapture, and I was like, I know Amelia saw Jimmy die. I know that. I know she also saw 
Castiel kind of possessed Claire for like that little bit. And that she saw Jimmy say, no, 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 take me. Like we saw that happen. So when she was going to try to find Cass, I'm guessing in her mind, she convinced herself if she found Castiel, she could get Jimmy back. Well, when she woke up at the, you know, she was fighting him. She was trying to find Jimmy, but Jimmy's dead, and she saw Jimmy die, so I couldn't understand why she was on this journey to go to find She was on a journey for for Castiel. Okay. But for what reason? That's what I mean. Was she? I thought she... I'm not entirely sure what her journey yeah. was, to be honest. I think it was... I know that her... Her fate. No, I'm not. Not, not think. Is it stated in the episode? Is what I'm asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, according to what I what the episode said, because when she wakes up, now mind you, I've only watched this like three times. No, I don't uh, mean when she wakes up. I mean when she when Claire when the Gregory gives not the Gregory the other guy the guy that used to be blind that used to be Dean's neighbor Ronnie. Uh, yeah, when um. When he states, I, honestly, as much as I tried to pay attention, there are chunks that I just didn't pay attention to. So I'm genuinely asking. I'm not being a smart ass. I'm genuinely asking. Aside from, because when Amelia wakes up, she says, I know you're not him, or something to that effect. She's aware. She was screaming, I was trying and, to find you. I, she kept saying, I was trying to find you, and I think somewhere along the line she says, like, I, I, I know you're not him. I thought she said that somewhere down the line. She said, I know you're not him. I can see that now. Hmm. So, so I, I, me, would say, I would say that I would rewatch to be sure, but no. For me, in my head, I think she convinced herself if she would have found Tassiel, she could have gotten Jimmy back. That's the only thing I could think of. Because that part really didn't make sense. Because I know she saw Jimmy die. <laughs> I mean, I um, saw Jimmy die in the rapture. No, not technically. Because technically, Jimmy doesn't die. Well, I think the writers are going with Jimmy died in Swan Song. Although, I would argue that he died earlier. I thought he died uh, in the No. If you, if you go Jimmy by the then part of this episode, they specifically show, they say the words of something about him dying, and then they show um, Cassio blowing up in Swan Song. Yeah, because although I always, but I, I will admit that I might be confusing an episode in terms of time frame. Um, no, it's before. He died, I always assumed he died when, um, what is the name of the episode? Remember that he ends up in the hospital after they, like, found him on a boat or whatever? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, I always assumed that's when he died, but I think the writers have decided he died in Swan Song. So I'll go with that. So technically, Amelia didn't know that Jimmy was dead. All she knows is that Castiel as Claire told Jimmy that the uh, re-accepting him would be nothing but pain, and I forget I forget the exact quote, but not that it yeah. would be death, but that it was that it would suck. But she never. So he's not up until whether you want to argue 
the waking up at the hospital part or swan song. But Jimmy, up until then, either one of those, Jimmy was locked in Sonny Cass. Oh, or, Jimmy yeah. probably died in Rapture. Not technically, that. no. Oh. Because he... Oh, and I just watched it and I'm already forgetting. He would have, Jimmy would have died, but uh, now I can't remember. Did Claire heal him or did he heal himself after he re, after he repossessed him? Either way, he was dying but didn't because of Cass. Oh. Uh, hmm. Well, then that makes more sense on Amelia's search now. <laughs> In a way. <laughs> And I, I kind of thought it sucked at, like, I wanted Claire to, like, find her mom. And I kind of just, you know, and in my own way, I thought that would have been, like, Castile's, like, little semi-redemption. Even though he, like, completely traumatized this family of the, uh, the family, like, they still, like, would have had, like, I mean, they would have never have had a normal life regardless. Apparently, when you meet the Winchesters, you're kind of screwed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, you either die or you become a hunter. <laughs> I would have liked for her. I would have liked for her to get her mommy versus her mommy and daddy being soulmates in heaven. Yeah, that but that's that that's that's the child in me seeking. That's the I love my parents in me. Well, when I was watching the episode, I was telling Russ and Cliff that I want them all to have a happy ending. And so when then when Amelia dies, I was upset. I was like, you know, they're not going to get their happy ending. That, but I, when Jimmy and Amelia got together, though, finally in heaven, I was like, well, you know, she, they, they, those two got their happy ending. So I was, I was okay. But Claire is Claire her parents' soulmate also. If so, then why isn't Bobby with his mother, and are John and Mary together? I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't talking about. No, I said. I specifically said that Amelia and Jimmy got their happy ending. I didn't say about Claire. Oh, I thought you wanted them all the ha- when you said all the happy happy. Oh no! watching it, when I was watching it, I wanted Claire and her mom to get the happy ending, and then that didn't happen. So then at the end, when Jimmy and Amelia got their happy ending, I was like, okay, I, I'm I'm good with that then. I'm glad somebody got a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that part oh, I didn't okay. like very much. I mean, I didn't want I her mean, to die so quickly, glad, but I'm since she did, I'm glad they're together. Yeah, I would have, I just would have really liked Claire to have her mommy. I think it was just cruel and not properly addressed after the fact. But, you know, again, whatever. Yeah. I, I would have liked Claire to have her mom. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that I wish nice. Claire would have got would have gotten her mom, but if she couldn't have her mom, I like the way they ended it. Yeah, I agree. I thought the veil to heaven was closed. <laughs> or is it open? Oh, don't even get me started on that. Ah, who knows? Because <laughs> I was reading comments on Twitter and I was like, oh, yeah, huh? Like, oh, this angel storyline's driving me nuts. <laughs> it, was, it was mentioned a few episodes back. It was just mentioned in passing because we talked about it on the podcast. I forget which episode, and I forget who said it, but it was mentioned in passing in an episode that 
heaven is op- heaven is open for souls again. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Don't get me started because it was such a throwaway line after such a big episode with Kevin and all the the veil of the souls, and then we got one throwaway line. And we still don't know what's going on with Kevin. Oh, is that the one where they um, went to get Metatron? No, I don't think so. It may have been. That. That. I, I think, think it was, it was like an episode that. that really didn't have anything to do with anything like that. <laughs> it was just mentioned in passing. Yeah. Because it didn't require it for Metatron because Bobby was in heaven before the veil closed anyway. So it yeah, wasn't even required. Yeah, no, it, okay. So they, they said it like one short line and then that was it? <laughs> I can't remember. Pretty much. That pretty much. <laughs> That's kind of important. <laughs> um, what else? Um, I kind of liked, I mean, even though... Um, but Dean, um, finding, Dean figuring out, like, with um, the putter thing, I like seeing Dean being smart. That was, that was, that was, that was nice to see with the whole putter thing. And I didn't even understand it until, like, I was like, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> <laughs> but, but then he explained it, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. And for a second, I'm not going to lie, I thought Dean was going to hand her a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I kind of thought that too. And I mean, yeah, it's like, don't do that, Dean. Do not do that. Well, between the giving her a gun and then Sam teaching her, you know, credit card fraud, the beer would have been like the least of her worries. <laughs> no, but I was, I was just worried he would do it. Not least of worries, but I was like, if you do, I'm so done. I think him sitting down to, to get drunk in front of her in the first place, which was his initial plan, was really sketchy. Like, all oh, I needed yeah. was for him to go, but all I needed was for him to go, and by the way, you're legal now, and I would have been, like, never touching the show again. <laughs> I was almost expecting it, because that's almost like how it was, like, laid out. How it, it was take, set up, yeah. Like, it, I would take, it would take, it would take. It would take way more than six beers to get Dean Winchester drunk. Yeah, I was going to say. Okay, but <laughs> that to was get nothing. him drunk, probably. But to sit down in front of an 18-year-old and do nothing but sit in a hotel room and drink a six-pack in front of her is super sketchy behavior. Yeah. And I don't mean pervy sketchy. I just mean like, wow, bro, that was your idea. Until she asked for one and then your morals kicked in. <laughs> okay. We can play the market stand on that one. <laughs> um, so. I didn't mind. Like, I really liked how Sam was trying to, like, talk to Claire. Um, I didn't mind that he, he was, like, kind of, like, showing her, like, okay, this is, if you're going to try to find your mom, this is kind of, like, the correct way. Because I don't think in his head he was thinking that she would have done that again like in the future type of thing because I think in his head he thought like they would have found his her mom and then they would have been like kind of okay and she wouldn't need to like scam credit cards and all that stuff because I think he was just trying to help her um, maybe but I'm calling I, it now there will be an episode next year where they have to find Claire for some reason and they're going to have trouble finding her because they taught her how to scam credit cards I wish I could bet somebody money on this because I guarantee you I'm going to win. I'll remember that because I have a good memory. <laughs> yeah, you do. So, yes. 
I won't make you pay me okay. but I just want somebody to, that I said it on record first. I um, um we have uh, we're, again we're winding down a little bit here towards the end of our on air time, and we do have a, another caller who's been very patient, so I'm going to put them oh, okay. on. And Amanda, you could stay. Amanda, you can stay. Okay. So you can stay. It won't hang. It won't hang you up. Okay. Hello, new caller. You're on the air, Manchester Radio. Hello. Hello. Hi. 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 This is Susan. Hi, Susan. Hi. Hey. Um. Susan. I I had a question. Um. I know that everyone keeps saying that that Jimmy died in Swan Song, but I was under the impression when Cass said that um when he was torn apart at a subatomic level, that was then Lucifer rising. When um, Raphael smoked Castiel, didn't Jimmy die at the end of season four in Lucifer Rising? Is that when the next time we get him, he's in the hospital bed? No, no, that was the first time. Um, the hospital bed episode was one with pestilence, I believe. That was um uh um what? jump jump the shark. That was jump after. Oh, jump okay, the shark. that was. Yeah, okay, so but, then it um, is. But he wasn't okay. torn apart at the subatomic level. He was just blown to the cornfield, you know? Um, but at the end of Lucifer Rising is when Raphael actually smote him when he was in, um, uh, uh, what is his name? Um, Chuck's Chuck, house. Chuck's house, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I, I forgot I, about that. Yeah, I'm kind of confused why everyone keeps saying he died in Swan Song, but I'm pretty sure that Jimmy was dead at the end of season four. Okay. Yeah, I would go with yours. I was forgetting about that. I was thinking mm-hmm. about Jump the Shark, but yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. That's even before that. Yeah, that I don't know. The writer, Jump the writer, Shark was it? Jump the Shark was before um, the end of season four, but he was okay. really just blown. You know, that's how they make angels, you know, disappear. But he wasn't actually killed. You know, but Cassio he said like he had apart. had pain and all that. That the episode that you're talking about is in season five with pestilence because Cassie okay. uh, oh, shows okay. up when when pestilence has Sam and Dean down with all the different diseases on the floor of the hotel and Castiel shows up and Jimmy's uh-huh. vessel starts getting the diseases that pestilence oh that's right in. yeah yeah okay yeah you're right so either but either okay. way yeah I agree I've mm-hmm. never never been on board with it being swan song that he died mm-hmm. that jimmy died in i always thought it was earlier but yeah. apparently the writers have decided that it's mm-hmm. swan song which i find strange because jeremy mm-hmm. carver was a writer in season four yeah and i think it, that it, they've it, forgotten there were so many things well, that happened in season five with jimmy's vessel that there was he was still alive you know jimmy's mm-hmm. vessel um was um you know he was got the um Eating all the hamburgers, you know, because of the of. But that the, was just um, yeah, that was the memory within him. Mm-hmm. No, he, he he was saying it was Jimmy. He was saying yeah, it was Jimmy. That's what I'm saying. It was Jimmy. It was Jimmy. And it wasn't his memory. Met- yeah, yeah. He, Jimmy was still alive. Memory, memory well, he didn't say it was Jimmy. He said it's my vessel's craving. Yeah, he said he the vessel. Say, yeah, he didn't yeah, say so it was I Jimmy's think Jimmy craving. Was, Jimmy was still alive then, and I think Jimmy was still, you know, I think. You, then you get into, like, a meta, metasoph, meta, meta, metasophical conversation about, you know. I'm going physically. Body, no, no, I'm saying, does your brain crave chocolate or does your body crave chocolate? Because those oh, are two my, different things. Like, for me, for me, that's my house. brain craves chocolate. Yeah, my brain craves chocolate. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, my brain craves chocolate. 
my vessel can't eat chocolate. Mm-hmm. My own personal okay, theory so... would be not correct at all. Um, it may, you know, it may not be what the writers mean, but my own personal theory is that it, if Jimmy was dead, then the vessel would not have Jimmy's predilections. You know, it would mm-hmm. the um, it would just be Castiel's completely, just like when Ruby. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, took, um, you know, Genevieve's Ruby took over, you know, mm-hmm. I think she took a dead body and so there was nothing of Ruby there. How nothing of the original. of the original girl, but Ruby herself still liked French fries. Right. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Right. And, and that, Ruby that jumped like, that jumped from she liked, vessel. Yeah. She mm-hmm. liked, that was, that was Ruby the demon that likes that, you know, because you know, right? Because I'm saying she likes it as Katie Cassidy as well. It's a it becomes a meta meta metaphysical thing, yeah. Which I'm, you know, I can't answer. I don't know, but (laughs) right. um, Either way, yeah. For some reason, the writers have decided Jimmy died in Swan Song. Mm -hmm. I disagree, but you know, what do I know? I I, watch the episode. I just watch the episodes a bunch of the times. They don't, so whatever. Oh, I also had a question about, do you think that they're going to use the Grigori for, uh, I guess, for a story arc in season 11 for Cass? That I, 100, I 100% think so. I think that's going yeah. to be his, I think his storyline <laughs> is going to be, is going to intersect with mm-hmm. Metatron again, because I think Metatron saying that Heaven is running smoothly with Hannah is either mm-hmm. a lie or Metatron will screw that up. Mm-hmm. And I think right now with the with Metatron having the demon tablet and introduction of the Grigori mm-hmm. uh, and this demon sword thing, yeah, I definitely think it's going to be to give Cass something to do in 11. Mm-hmm. And I hope that they do a good job with it because it could really be interesting, you know. I agree. Yeah. I hope they do mm-hmm. it well. Yeah, I would love. Um, I would love to see something really well done with it. Mm-hmm. There are some really small things that I liked in this episode, um, like when Cass is out on the sidewalk waiting for Sam and Dean, and two seconds before you see the car, you hear it. And I love it mm-hmm. when they do that. Yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah, I, I loved Sam's little smile about when Cass said that they were troubled teens. Sam was a little amused oh, yeah, by I that. Oh, yeah, I like that, too. I like that, And one thing I thought was really, really cold um, well, also, I like when Cass flashed his FBI badge, but no one really looked at it, you know, <laughs> when, when they sat down with Ronnie. I mean, but but I, I thought it was really cold when the Grigori took Ronnie's sight and then and said, and just killed him and said, did you see that? Um, that mm. was really Creepy. disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That was just, I mean, why, why bite and then kill him? But he just had to just, you know, he just had to make that death as, as, as miserable as he possibly could. And that was very disturbing. So, yeah, I think that, like Cass said, they're definitely an abomination. And I and then I had one more thing that really, really bugged me um, when Cass was in the car, when Cass was with Dean. And, you know, Dean does the whole thing, like, you know, she had no one to answer to, no one to hold her back. She might be stronger on her own. If that's foreshadowing, that is in the complete opposite of just what he said last week about the universe is trying to tell us we're stronger together. 
I agree, and I have to say, to to add to that, I think they've been really, really inconsistent mm-hmm. with Dean. And, and I don't know if that's on purpose or if it's just uh, the writers aren't consulting with each other as well as they should be, but it seems like mm-hmm. one episode, Dean thinks that, that people should handle mm-hmm. things on their own. The next mm-hmm. episode, it's don't leave me, don't leave me, don't leave me. The next episode, mm-hmm. like, it just vacillates. Um, I think in terms of him speaking and just in terms of Claire, mm-hmm. I do think that he's right, and I do think that they should stay out of her life because they mm-hmm. bring nothing but pain and death, mm-hmm. and she shouldn't be in the hunting life if mm-hmm. if she can avoid it. And I think they should take the steps to help her avoid it by staying away from her. Okay, so you yeah, don't think that was foreshadowed? I I don't. I think he would. Okay. I think it was just for the for the pure uh, purpose of having dialogue, where you have okay. one scene with Dean and Cass, and Cat and Dean has mm-hmm. one point of view. Then the next scene is is Cass and Sam, and they have a di- and Sam has a different point of view. I think okay. it was just in order to have the devil's advocate dialogue. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and as far as Sam. Um, I guess, schooling Claire on what to do. I think that kind of harkens all the way back to season two, back in Night Shifter, when Sam, they didn't want to tell Ronald Resnick what was going on because Sam thought it was protecting him, and it ends up getting him killed. Every time they try to shield someone from the life or what's really going on, yes. it doesn't yes. help them. It hurts them. So I, 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 think, yeah. I, don't, I don't disagree with that, but I think... I don't think there's a consistency for a lot of reasons because you can't cons- have it be consistently one way or the other or else it's completely stale. Mm-hmm. But it, it's whether they let somebody in or shield somebody, nine times out of ten that person dies. Mm-hmm. So they just have to, they have to oscillate it between what they're going to do. I don't think it was so much... Uh, this this is going to sound horrible of me, and I I attempt to apologize to anybody who might be offended that I say this, but I don't think that the writers are looking back to seasons, to episodes like that in early seasons to mm-hmm. decide on how to react to things now. Okay. I think it's just I think it's just happenstance of whatever the situation calls for. Okay. Like I said, I I I personally think I may be wrong. I personally think that that was set up so that they can bring Claire back and she's going to be harder to track. I mean, basically mm-hmm. Sam told her, this is how we can find you, which mm-hmm. means they're going to have to struggle to find her next time. There's been no okay. struggle to find her these times. It's okay. going to have to. Because mm-hmm. I fully believe we'll see Claire again, which breaks my heart because I don't mm-hmm. think we should. Yeah. I also it's, thought it was kind of amusing that um, in season, well, in the pilot episode when Sam was just, you know, just so bent out of shape that Dean and John were using credit card fraud and Dean's like, you know, it's not a pro ball career. And then in this, he turns, it, it's this complete 180. And, you know, he says to her, um, you know, hunting monsters doesn't pay the bills. And he was just like, so I mean, but but that's a, it's been ten years. So yes, Sam has come to terms with it. But it was just it, it was kind of amusing that he is, is the complete opposite of how he started out. Yeah, and and again, I'm going to say something that I know a lot of people think I'm really mean about, but I do think that Robbie likes to put 
little things in every episode to prove that he's watched the the show. And mm-hmm. I think that was one of them. Like, yes, look, okay. remember credit card bills? I remember because I watched the show too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is a is a good and it's 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 fine. I don't have a problem with it, but I do think mm-hmm. he does it with that purpose. I think it okay. works because I mm-hmm. do think that we need a reminder that these guys don't get paid, and we a lot of people have questioned over the years in the recent years, like, do they still do this? Are they still able to get away with that? Are they? So I like that he did it, but I do think that part of why he does it is is a. I'm not even going to use the word. I just think that's why he does it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll be I'll be nice. I'll be nice. Yeah. Well, okay. because like I said, this episode in part bored me, and in part, I mm-hmm. keep saying offended, but part of it is more that it broke my heart, mm-hmm. and not in not in an emotional way, in a in a repulsive way. So I'm trying to actually be as nice as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just step in again for a second. We're down to just about a minute on the air. And um, Becky, there's some, I know there's some news you want to mention about uh, Jared and Jensen. So over to you. <laughs> Jared and Jensen open up the represent shirts again for um, 24 hours. So it's probably got, I'm not sure, probably around 20 hours left. Um, just for, this is the last time they'll be on sale. So if you missed them, this is your chance. Get their shirts. Um, you go to represent.com slash Jared Jensen and get your shirt if you missed it the last time. The, the case, phone cases and the kids' shirts aren't available, but the regular shirts and the tote bags are. So if you missed them, this is your last chance before it becomes a dodo bird. Yeah, <laughs> the dodo bird. Jensen <laughs> <laughs> cracks me up in that video. And I think that's the only piece of news, really. Yep. Um, okay, bye, guys. Bye. Okay. Have a good evening. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Oh, we're going now? Okay. <laughs> I said bye because I told bye. But we, <laughs> I was I was raised right. Oh, is so, so well, we just keep recording. We just aren't on the air. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, if you guys want to hang out, hang around, and still talk. You know, we just won't be live on the air. Yeah. Or not. Okay. <laughs> I, I I personally I personally have literally nothing else to say about this episode. <laughs> yeah. And you I'll be I'll very be glad to though. never. I'll, yeah, I'll be glad to never speak of it again. <laughs> it's, the like curse, the it's, the curse, it's the curse of episode 20. Be like the Italian woman in the angel episode, Gypsies, we shall never speak of them, and then spit on the ground. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we shall speak of them no more. I will say, you know what, though? I will watch this episode... I would watch Bloodlines before I'd watch this episode, but I would watch this episode before I watch the 200th again. So there's that. Oh, mm-hmm. I would way watch the 200th episode before I would watch this or Bloodlines again, honestly. I really would. Ugh. Yeah. What an atrocity of life. I love the 200th episode. I, I know we've talked about this. I... <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> I, I can't help it.
nothing about that. I mean, there are moments of that episode that are okay, but uh, just I have no need to ever watch it again in my life. I'm also obsessed with the songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, just no. Okay, so, so. Yay, yay, Robbie, I picked one of your episodes that I dislike over another episode of yours I dislike. There we go. I, I love your episodes, Robbie. I know Vinny does it, but I do, so. <laughs> I love Slash Fiction. Slash Fiction's a good time. Slash Fiction can stay. That was good. And honestly, people, Vinny and I are really, really close friends. We really are. We are. <laughs> I could, I couldn't fight. I couldn't fight with her this much if I didn't love her so much. Again, it goes back to I can't say I hate this episode because that would require me to care about it much. And yet, Not to say I, I hate Becky. That came out weird. I don't mean I hate Becky. <laughs> <laughs> that came out so weird. Bottom line, this is not the first or last. This is not even the worst supernatural argument we've ever had. Oh my gosh, no, no. <laughs> I was almost so. scared to call in. <laughs> no, the, the one the one time we uh, we and rented I a little. Um, I noticed when I was talking, I could tell your voice got softer with me. <laughs> yeah, oh, we that. rented a we rented. We rented a condo in Vancouver one year. We went to visit Vancouver, and we got into a fight over uh, Lisa and Dean. Uh, to the point where we had to like go to separate rooms and calm down for a while. <laughs> good times, good times. We ended up watching yeah. Doctor Who, and it brought us back together, though. So. Yeah, but it was like <laughs> it wasn't like we're never going to be friends again. It was just like I can't even talk to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was actually pretty fun. It was a good time. It was a fun argument, and this was a fun argument. I yes. think if you can't, I think if you can't argue about the validity of of a supernatural episode or moments in a supernatural episode, then then I do think that the writers really have let you down because if an if an episode can't make you feel something, whether in Becky's case it was enjoyment and emotion and and you know a, a, a bittersweet sad emotion or for me that it was repulsion repulsion and offense either way they're they're valid emotions and when you walk away from an, emo, from an episode going eh, completely then your writers let everybody down yeah if there's a balance of like people hate people didn't like it versus people loved it then then some, something right happened in a way. Yeah. Because it, it's like the balance. Because not everyone's going to love an episode and everyone's going to, like, hate the episode. Like, I don't want to say the word hate. I just – because I, I don't like saying I hate an episode of Supernatural. I don't want to say that. <laughs> I, just, I didn't like. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, what, like, with all of us here, you know, we realize it's just a TV show. You know, right. I mean, like I said, at the at the end of the day, at the end of the day, to be perfectly honest, in a way, Robbie did fail me because once I've gotten these emotions out, I really don't care about this episode. I'm bored. So in a way, he did kind of fail me, but he didn't fail everybody. So as long as we didn't get emotional response out of some people, then, you know, we did all right. 
Wow, that was a begrudge. You did all right, wasn't it? You did all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, better hate than right, apathy. Yeah, better but, hate uh, than apathy. Since, since I graded Robbie's last episode, I'll grade this one a uh, definite D minus for me. I gave this C plus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, are we? Oh, are we grading on a curve? No, that's actual grade. No, no, that's a flat out, flat out, flat out grade. C plus. Yeah. Yeah. C. C. C plus. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't hate it. Didn't love it. Don't need to really watch it again. A couple of fun moments. I'm glad it's. I'm glad we took care of that, so we can move on to the end of the season. Big time stuff coming. Marker Kane. Yes. These last three episodes Rowena. should be pretty, pretty good. Very excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited for the... And again, I think that was part of one of the other issues with this episode is it really took down the momentum we were going with. I agree with that completely. 100% mm-hmm. agree with that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like this I said. Complete, just like... Yeah, the last three episodes raised the bar so high, and it oh was God. kind of like clunk. <laughs> yeah, this was definitely womp womp. Twentieth episode throwaway womp. Do they do? Does that happen with all TV shows everywhere? Like the twentieth is just kind of like a. Like no, that's um, it. Doesn't even it, it wasn't even something that happened with supernatural formulaically until uh, Carver took over. Uh, um, it's just for some reason, if you go and look at his seasons, there's a very definite uh, pattern he follows. Uh, you know, he does the first episode and then he does the last episode. Versus when Eric and Sarah show ran they would do three to four episodes a season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then he does, you know, the first three uh, have the more Arc element, and then he'll defer to um, a Monster of the Week writer, then we do that. It, 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 go ahead, for anybody who's still listening, I, sometimes we still continue live, and or if you're listening to the recorded, um, it's kind of fascinating. It's actually really, really interesting, a little bit cool, I think, not... Uh, well, I shouldn't have used the word cool because I also think it's a little bit bleh. But there's a very, very definite pattern to the way Carver uh, runs the show formulaically for 8, 9, and 10 versus how we've seen from 1 through 7. And yeah, not just because, and, and 7, so, and it's not just the 23 episode thing because the 23 episodes started in season 7. So, um, and season 7 was, uh, their episode 20 was, what I consider a Miss Arc uh, Monster of the Week hybrid. It's actually where we introduced uh, Charlie. So it, w- that actually was an important episode. Uh, prior to that, I think every episode 20 was probably important because in season six, it's my favorite, one of my favorites, The Man Who Would Be King. Um, yeah. Season five is The Devil You Know, fantastic episode. Mm-hmm. Um, season four, we've got The Rapture, which I discussed earlier, one of my favorites. Um, season three, like, kinda, you have to you have to do the math on season three because there's only 16 episodes. Season two, you've got what is and what should never be. Fantastic episode, important to the myth arc, important to the overall story. 
season one, Dead Man's Blood, you could consider it either way, but again, that's season one, so it's an anomaly anyway. Oh, it would uh, definitely but, be. That would, that would be a very important episode because that's where John got the cult. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, up until Carver took over, then you get Pac-Man fever, which, like it or not, um, which I was kind of whatever on, I more I more liked it than didn't, but um, yeah, you it can was, pull it, it completely. Okay. You can you can you can pull it out and it doesn't affect anything. You can pull out bloodlines, literally affects nothing, and you can pull this out and it affects nothing. So I don't I don't even have that episode in my iTunes playlist. <laughs> yeah, it just it just and the only and the difference is, is that he gave. 20 to, to, well, they gave 20 to Daw because he was the one that was supposed to show run Bloodlines, but in season 8 and season 10, it's been Robbie those times. It's almost like with, like, episodes 1, 2, and 3 are really, really, really intense, and then it starts to calm down right. a bit, and it picks up again, like, 8, 9, and 10. Exactly, and then you get um, a, a loose mix that uh, kind of Peppers in myth arc, but the Monster of the Week episodes fall back to the overall myth arc. Then you get the the reprise in twenty, and then you get the the hard run in twenty one through twenty three to wrap it up. Yeah, it's it's a very blatant formula. Well, yeah. guys, it's it's getting late for me, so I'm going to have to leave this good company. You know, and like, yeah. well, I like. I'm just talking, but yeah, I'm completely done with this episode. I can talk about patterns any other time. <laughs> or, you know, I don't have to. I just did go look at IMDb if you think I'm wrong, but it's there. Or actually, if you think for you know, for a mess episode, we talked an awfully long time about a mess episode. That's, we, that's, that's how it usually is with us. The, well, <laughs> I, I have very little to on this episode, and then we'll talk forever. I have very little to mm-hmm. say, but then Becky, Becky and I had to fight with each other for 20 minutes. So Yeah, that was good time. That was fun. <laughs> but I was going to say, well, to be honest, you guys were arguing like the first like, hour. Yeah, but I, mean, I, I get the feeling it's the last argument we're going to have this season, so... I think so too. I'm hoping so. Yeah, I mean, we had a. a I mean, last week's episode was fantastic, but for and, Becky yeah. and I, it was like we spent an hour going. Did you see that? It was great. Did you see that? Remember when? Yeah, it remember didn't, when it didn't lend to discussion. Awesome. <laughs> oh, and then I, I did. I did talk about. We we did eat some time with me talking about last week's episode, so I wasn't here for it. So that was like another twenty minutes. No, like fifteen. I could have talked about it more, but I didn't want to rehash things that had already been discussed. Yeah. So we'll be back if you had been on. It would have been two hours of the three of us saying, wow, did you see that? That was awesome. <laughs> that was True. Next week, yeah, I, I, so. I had very little issues okay. with, last week, with last week. But I mean, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm excited for next week. I know everybody else hates Buckner Lemming except me, but again, he, y'all, can ha- y'all can love Robbie Thompson. I love my Buckner Lemming. My, my, and I, I, I just, I just feel like there's a karmic reward coming for me. Next week's podcast is going to be a bit later because I have a new job and my schedule has me working later. So instead of starting at eight, um, our podcast will be starting at nine thirty next week. Wait, you got the job? And I did, I did. I didn't. Know oh, and that. real quick, 
Real quick, that's Eastern Standard Time, people. Yes, yes, 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. Oh, good. Oh, I'm glad you got another job. Thank you, me too. <laughs> you know, actually, this episode I did not realize was written by Buckner Ross Lemming, and usually I read the descriptions and see the people and think, this is going to be great, look at that, look at that, and then I look at the writer's name and I go, oh, well... Okay, <laughs> I'll try and be hopeful <laughs> because actually last time, last time we did pretty good. So I'm trying to keep an open mind. <laughs> yeah. But next next week, if the if um if my Buckner Lemming series continue, I'll discuss why I am such a Buckner Lemming apologist. But I will save that for then. Hmm. So and on that note, we will say our goodbyes to everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it, whether you agree with us or not. Um, <laughs> so they have to agree you. with one of us because none of us have the same. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but mostly people mostly people think I'm horrid, so I had to say that. Um, uh, and, yeah. thank, you for, thank you for loving me, though, when I'm horrid. Um, and Amanda and Susan, thank you for calling. Much appreciated for the the back and forthness. And we Amanda. will be back. I will catch you guys on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye, Amanda. Thanks. Bye. Um, and we will be back next week, slightly later, to discuss Dark Dynasty. And see, okay, if my theory, and see if my theories, my unspoken theories are correct. Okay. All right. Good night, everyone. Talk to you all everyone. Week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio.